welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. Hello, my name is Inez Bai. I am super excited to have you here. If you're a loyal listener and you've been here for a minute, thank you so much for all of your support. And if this is the first episode you're listening of mine, thank you. Welcome. Follow me on Instagram as well, because I'm literally giving tips and just sharing my life on there as well. Today, I'm going to be talking about body image around this idea that fat people are inherently unhealthy, which is actually a myth. And I'm going to talk through some science and some facts and some experiences as well to break down that myth. And then just basically talking about how we can make sure we're living our most healthy lives, breaking against fat phobia and making sure that we're feeding our bodies and nourishing ourselves and taking care of ourselves because that is what this podcast is about. So setting the scene for you a little bit, it is the morning for me. Actually, it's lunchtime as I'm looking at the clock. I have been busily preparing for the Peaceful Body Project, which is my eight-week body image relationship with food healing program that helps you to create a healthy lifestyle that really suits you. Um, So I've been preparing for all of that, which is starting in two weeks. So if you're interested in learning more about that program or you've been listening to this podcast for a while and every time I talk about it, you're like, well, that would be really good, but I'm not sure send me a DM, let's chat and I can give you more details about it. But um, this afternoon, it is a beautiful day here in Sydney. And this afternoon, I'm actually going to go down to Bondi. I'm going to throw myself in the water because I'm all about pushing yourself through uncomfortable situations so that you can build up a bigger tolerance for stress. And then I'm going to go do a sauna with one of my friends. And I am super excited about the sauna. I do the infrared sauna. I don't do it that often, but every single time I do it, I always have like the best sleeps ever. And this week for me, I always feel like the full moon makes me sleep a little bit cray cray. So whether or not you believe in that, those kinds of things, I definitely believe in those because if the moon can affect the tides, it's going to affect the water in my body and it's going to affect my ability to sleep because it always does. So I'm very much looking forward to giving myself a little bit of self-care and just being in the sauna and sweating it all out. And the full moon is a really good time to be surrendering and letting go and releasing the things that no longer serve us. So I feel like what a better way to celebrate that than going to the sauna and physically setting the intention of sweating out the things that are holding holding me back so that I can go on to the next level, keep growing, keep expanding, because those are my really big missions in life. And I want to do it whilst having fun. So swim and sauna is what's the plan for me this afternoon. So today I wanted to talk about, I was actually spurred on by seeing the kind of back and forth between Magda Savansky, who is, um, who I remember from Kath and Kim. Um, she, what's her name? Kath and Kim. Yeah. She plays Sharon. Who's like the netball player in Kath and Kim. And if you haven't watched Kath and Kim, my God, it is so funny. And it has really stood the test of time. I remember watching it when I was really young with my parents at, at their house, like at their, at our family home and like kind of not really understanding it. And I've just gotten back into watching it over the past year. Like whenever I need a little pick me up, Oh, it just never gets old. And it's so freaking funny. So go and watch it if you haven't. But the point of this is, is that Magda Savansky was in a commercial filmed for the Victorian government around staying at home and wearing a mask to prevent the spread of COVID of the pandemic so that they can get out of lockdown. And if you're listening to this in Melbourne, I am like sending you so much love. My heart really goes out to you. I can only imagine how tough this past couple of weeks has been and how intense it must be to be at home but I'm just sending you all of the love and I'm if you found this podcast I hope it's giving you a little bit of an escape and a little bit of love and positivity but basically she was in this ad to you know promote health and to promote the stopping the spread by wearing a mask and staying at home and that kind of thing 
And then Pete Evans decides to make this tweet about how shocked he was that someone like Magda Sabansky, right in air quotes, could be talking about health, basically fat shaming her and saying, how can someone who looks like Magda Sabansky be a promoter for public health? How does those two make sense? Now, the reason why this is so shocking is because for so many reasons, actually, and I'm going to dive deep into these things and the obsession that the media has with um, especially females weight, right? Obviously, males have also been put in the spotlight for when they gain weight or they lose weight. Like I'm thinking of um, especially swimmers. There was an article about that swimmer and I can't remember. And if you remember, DM me and let me know who like, you know, as soon as they stop swimming, because that's obviously really intense and training for the Olympics, you're going to be burning some serious energy. And when they stop swimming and they gain weight and they kind of put in the media spotlight but women have consistently been so violently spoken about in the media for their weight whether they lose weight whether they gain weight what their shape is what their size is as if that determines the value that they have in this world and this is really the foundations of our society right it is a systemic thing and most people don't question the media because there is no reason to right we all believe the media we all watch the news we all read what we see online and often we take it as fact instead Instead of thinking critically and asking ourselves, well, is this actually true? Does this actually make sense? But for most, the most part, we don't do it because it doesn't actually bother us or it doesn't actually hold us back from living our life. So what I mean is my, by me looking at Magda Sabansky and by Pete Evans saying, oh, she, you know, she's not, shouldn't be talking about health in a body like that, essentially, it's not going to make really change my life to question that. But because I'm someone that really is breaking against diet culture that wants to shatter this whole illusion that being fat or being in a bigger body necessarily means you're unhealthy, I'm going to use my platform to break it down for you so that you can go and look at the media and at news and what's going on in the online world and in the offline world from a more critical lens. So this is not an argument as to whether we should trust the news or trust what the media is telling us. All I want to say on this podcast is think about things a little bit more critically and don't just assume everything that you read is true. And that also goes for being on social media as well. Just because you see someone saying that they did this diet and it worked really well for them, or you see someone looking in a certain body shape and they're like, oh my God, I eat all this food, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. So this is where it's really important to put on your critical head (laughs) and think about the things that you are seeing and not just assuming that everything put in front of you is true. And this is what we practice in terms of emotional intelligence as well. Not every single thought that you have in your mind is is true. And this is really the self-awareness piece. And when we practice it within ourselves, that then seeps out into the world around us and helps us to make actual educated opinions from a place of um, critical thinking as opposed to just being a sponge that's taking on everything around ourselves and not actually questioning if it's in alignment with our values or with what the facts truly are. We know that Pete Evans has been quite contentious, right? He is this... He used to be a chef on some TV show on um, the TV, lol. And now he's gone off to make these like, he's like really into like paleo food and he's quite controversial in what he recommends. You know, he had that whole scandal of giving bone broth, I think, to babies or to just making all of these really big, bold claims that aren't really substantiated by science. And, you know, what I will say is sometimes science can be a little bit backwards or um, a little bit slow because it takes time to do actual studies and to do the research and to make sure that everything is really in alignment. So there will be obviously sometimes things that aren't fully, fully scientifically backed, but we can come to kind of a mutual agreement. But a lot of the things that Pete Evans has 
promoted over the past couple of years have been really contentious and have not really been based or rooted in any science, but can potentially be putting people at harm. So for him to then go and say, oh, how dare someone like Magda Savansky be promoting health puts poses so many questions. The first is this assumption that just because you're in a bigger body and Magda Savansky actually calls herself fat. So I'm going to refer to her as fat as well. And that's really around the reclamation, which I've done a podcast episode on the using the word fat and what it means. The reclamation of using the word fat and not as kind of like a slur or something derogative, but really as an objective describing word towards someone, because the definition of fat is just having extra tissue, right? It's where our body stores tissue and every single one of us has this fat, whether it be, you know, we've got subcutaneous fat, which is just underneath your skin. We've got visceral fat, which is around your organs. There's all different types of fat and we actually need it in order to live as humans, to make hormones, to have energy and all of those kinds of things. So to assume that someone just because they are in a bigger body is not a healthy person is a huge assumption that we are consistently making over and over again. And it comes back to this idea that people in a bigger body have been related to having higher risk of getting um, chronic diseases. So things like cardiovascular or heart disease, or sometimes um, type two diabetes, which is the diabetes that you can develop later on in life. And they have been related, but the two are not necessarily a cause, like that one doesn't necessarily cause the other. So just because your fat doesn't mean you will inherently get that chronic disease because the big problem that we have found is that people that are in bigger bodies have so many stigmas around them that it makes them hard it makes it harder for them to go to the doctors and actually have the doctor believe what they are saying it also makes it harder for that doctor to prescribe them appropriate um like solutions for their problems. So oftentimes when you go to the doctor and you're in a bigger person, and this is backed up by so much research, all that doctor can see is your weight. And they're like, oh, just lose weight and you'll fix everything and not actually looking at the underlying cause. And there are so many cases that I have seen that I've read in my own research as well, where people in a bigger body already have an eating disorder. But because we have this association of an eating disorder has to be someone that is skeletal or, you know, that really typical anorexic has lost heaps of weight and is like basically just skin and bones doctors don't see that and think oh we'll just go on a diet and everything will be fixed but then they don't realize the cost that that can have on someone's mental health because an eating disorder is a mental illness and it's not something that you can control but when you go to the doctor who's meant to be someone you trust and then they can't actually give you a solution for your problem because all they can see is your weight you can see how the stigma can really really affect that person's mental health firstly and also that ability to actually get appropriate treatment for their issue So if you're someone that's getting all of this stigma, then you're also going to start to feel, well, then I'm lazy. Then what's the point? Well, if I did lose weight, then all of my problems would be fixed. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you will know that no matter how much weight you lose, not all of your problems will be fixed because it's so much bigger than just the way that your body shape looks. But if we go back to physiologically and what I mean by physiologically is are your physical health health outcomes at risk so you know getting chronic disease or being at higher risk yeah of chronic disease essentially these things can actually be managed simply by increasing your exercise during the week or you know increasing your exercise overall but when you're someone that has been stigmatized and told your whole life that you need to lose weight that you're lazy that you're not good enough the way that you are how are you going to then be motivated to actually move to exercise to take care of your body and of like If the most times if you're being told to lose weight, especially by your doctor, they can give you really archaic methods of like, just eat less or like reduce your fat. All things that we know are just restriction and causing us to engage in dieting behaviors. And what we also know, which is the ultimate paradox, 
is that diets don't work, right? 98% or something insane of diets, even though people might lose weight in the first year, by the second year, everyone's gained back that weight. And oftentimes your metabolism is even slower. Like if you listen to the podcast I did with um, Beck, the eating disorder psychologist, she talks about this at length. Literally, when you do a diet, you can be at risk of putting your metabolism, making your metabolism even slower. So to maintain the same weight that you have, you actually need to now eat less because you've done metabolism damage. So obviously your metabolism is dynamic and you can, you know, repair it. And it just, it don't listen to this and be like, oh my God, I've been yo-yo dieting for my whole life. And so is my metabolism now broken? No, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that when we're constantly dieting and constantly using this as our only source of treating health issues, specifically for people in bigger bodies, it actually puts them at more health risk and it doesn't actually promote healthy behaviors such as exercising because what i've learned in my in my degree as an exercise physiologist which was literally to treat people with chronic diseases was simply by increasing exercise minutes and by reducing sedentary behavior so reducing the amount of time that you sit you can drastically reduce the amount of risk that you're at chronic diseases because at the end of the day that's what pete evans is trying to say oh well this person is fat so they're obviously not healthy but that person's size of their body does not reflect how healthy they are it's a such a bigger myriad of factors that you cannot see you cannot see how healthy a person is and a skinny person might be someone that is smoking cigarettes all day never eating vegetables never exercising but if they were on the ad you know then they wouldn't even have been questioned whether or not they're healthy because skinny people do have that thin privilege and i have to acknowledge and recognize that i have that thin privilege as well because my body is definitely deemed acceptable like obviously i'm not the skinniest person in the world but that doesn't matter i still definitely fit within society's um you know those stereotypes which is why i want to use my position of privilege to share this message and to really freaking break this fucked up glass ceiling that people think that just because you're bigger in a bigger body, you're lazy and that you're unhealthy and that you shouldn't be able to promote healthy activities. Something that I really loved that Magda Sabansky has had lots of incredible comebacks to the to Pete Evans. And I love the way that she's really stood up to him and been such a spokesperson for the community, like for to, you know, um, smash this idea that fat people aren't healthy. Her quote was, and of course, much more alarming to me than anything these people say about my weight is that they don't believe COVID is real. That poses a far greater risk to other people's health than me being fat. Fat ain't contagious. I love that. And I'm not going to really get into the argument of whether COVID is real or not. I really just want to focus on the idea that people think that you can know how healthy someone is purely by looking at their body shape because you truly don't. You cannot see how much exercise they're doing. You don't know their blood work. You don't know what other habits that they may have. So really, really thinking about that because so often in our heads, we're like, oh yeah, we don't judge fat people, but then we'll see articles like this on the news and we'll think, oh my God, like that person is fat or like, oh my God, maybe he's right. Another example I have with this is Adele's weight loss. Oh my God. Everyone was so obsessed with it. Everyone was like, yeah, she looks so much better. Or like now she's going to be so much healthier. Or like, you know, beforehand she was promoting obesity. Like what? Like just because someone is in the media or they're famous or, you know, they're a singer and that's what their value is, doesn't mean that their body shape is now promoting obesity or that they're saying that you should be you know gaining weight or that you should have the same body shape as them at all Adele has got so much more to offer like I don't even need to explain but her music is incredible and it's touched so many people's lives and really opened up the hearts of many right it really just has struck a chord obviously because she's a huge multinational mega superstar singer 
And yet people were obsessed with this idea that, well, now she's in air quotes healthier because she's lost weight. How did she do it? You know, she must feel so much better now. Assuming that the weight loss means that she's inherently healthy. It is simply not the case. It absolutely isn't. But then even deeper than this is the idea that we owe other people our health, like that we should be healthy and we should be taking care of ourselves in order for other people, like as if it's anyone else's responsibility, but your own. And I can understand that we want to encourage a healthy lifestyle so that we're not putting strain on the healthcare system. I absolutely get that, but it is not our decision or it's not our responsibility to tell other people how they should be taking care of ourselves. This should come from a place of encouragement and also by us being our own role models, right? By us taking care of ourselves, by us exercising, by us speaking about how good it feels, by us breaking the idea that you need to look a certain way in order to be healthy so that health can be more accessible to a wider array of people. That is how we can have more of a positive impact instead of focusing on, well, that person looks that way, so they must be having a negative you know, effect on the people around them. As we know, eating habits, our weight, the way that we look, the way that we're able to exercise, oh, it's a myriad of factors and it's so complex. Whether you're someone that's in a bigger body or a smaller body, you know your eating habits and your weight is really complicated and it can be like up to so many different factors. You know, your family, what you had access to, your socioeconomic status, where you grew up, all of these things. So it's incredibly harmful to say to someone, oh, well, the way that you look, firstly, also, this is another point as well. So often when people are in bigger bodies they are blamed as a personal failure that you did this to yourself and it's your fault and if only you could do better then you would be in a smaller body and you would be healthier and be of more value to a society but again it's never just one person's fault like what I said our weight the way that we eat and our perception of the world is so much more complex than oh it's your fault because you should have known better some of us weren't brought up with the education around exercising and healthy eating even I went to such an incredibly like affluent high school I was raised in a really privileged place and yet I still was fell down the hole of dieting and body shaming and body dysmorphia and binge eating and just really really struggling with my own body image so even I who had all of these resources at my fingertips struggled to create a healthy routine imagine if you then throw in other genetics or other factors at play where it can just make it really really complex for that person to be able to actually approach and you know not approach but just to be able to approach a healthy lifestyle because our perceptions of it are so warped at the end of the day obviously a healthy lifestyle is really simple right move your body often make sure you're resting sleeping enough drinking enough water, having a variety of foods and eating vegetables. But there are so many other socioeconomic, mental, emotional, family, genetic factors at play here to really boil it down to this idea that, oh, well, you should just lose weight and then you'll be a better role model is so dismissive and incredibly harmful and really blocks us as women and as a community to be able to have a healthy lifestyle and express our value to more than just our body shape. Because We are so much more than the way that we look. And we, like my biggest mission here is to constantly fight against that, constantly fight against the idea that you have to wait until your body looks a certain way in order to be able to show your value to this world, in order to be able to demand what you're worth, in order to be able to speak up for yourself. Your body image and the way that you look truly is the least interesting thing about you and the false accusations that your health is determined solely by the way that you look need to get out of 
this world. They need to just go. They need to be smashed. And so I'm hoping that when you're engaging in conversations with your friends, you're noticing your biases. You're noticing these judgments that might come up within you of thinking, oh, well, Adele does look better now. Or maybe Pete Evans is saying something true or like, you know, notice these biases and then ask yourself, is that really true? Now, knowing what I know from this podcast episode and taking responsibility for that and researching even further into this, because you can now really have a ripple effect into the community and make like inclusivity and make every single woman and non-binary and male, whoever wants to feel welcomed and included as a part of this community, because we all are, right? You are literally all welcome. You all have so much to offer beyond your body image. I truly believe that when we can let go of the idea that we need to look a certain way, we truly and fully step into our power. If this podcast episode has resonated with you, I dive deep into actually figuring out what your power is, what your authenticity is, what you have to offer in this world in my eight-week program, The Peaceful Body Project. We're literally starting in less than two weeks and I would absolutely love to have you on board. So DM me if you want to find out more. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could share it with one friend or even take a screenshot and share it onto your Instagram stories. It really means the world to me. But I'm signing off for now and I will be speaking to you soon. Bye.